Hello, welcome to Off Curve. I'm Wicked Good, and I am talking to you about Hearthstone from the comfort of my streaming lair. It is Thursday, July 15th, 2021. Actually tried to record this yesterday, but uh, fun fact, Anchor ate the episode. So it's 8.30 in the morning before work, and I'm, I'm trying this again. So hopefully you're actually hearing this. Um, we got, I, I'm recording at an odd time because we got balance changes and, uh, those are potential are particularly relevant to my interests, given that they are mostly designed to, uh, you know, delete priests. No, I'm just kidding. I, I, that's not, the, that's not what the developers are doing, but you know, they kind of are. Um, that's what people want them to do. Uh, before we do that, I actually did get to legend, um, on Tuesday, uh, with control priest, actually. Um, I, I, as I mentioned in the last episode, I did a co-op with Swaybe on, uh, Saturday and the list that we ended up landing on <clears throat> did really well against all of the shamans that we were seeing, both because shaman is really good and also because everyone was given a, a play 10 shaman games quest from the fire festival. So, uh, so I, I started playing that on ladder and, uh, won a lot and, and ended up going from diamond four to legend with like a 67% win rate. It was like 35 games from diamond four to legend. Um, obviously it's that list is not going to be particularly helpful by the time you hear this. Cause a lot the nurse will probably be live. Um, and I, I don't think we would build the deck this way in five hours from now. Um, but it was good to, it was, it felt good to get to legend with priest again. Um, it's been a while, actually. I looked up. I, I keep a record of every month when I get to Legend, when I get to Legend with. It was, like, November of 2020, the last time I took Priest to Legend. And, and usually what happens is that I'm usually using the beginning of the month to learn a new deck. Because it's easiest to do that without, you know, without disrupting my Legend rank. And, I mean, I guess it does because I'm still losing and losing MMR when I'm doing that. But I'm not seeing it right away. So, you know, it's a little bit easier psychologically. And, you know, most of the time I end up just kind of getting the hang of that deck and then taking it to Legend. Um, there wasn't really a deck to learn because this meta is pretty solved. So, you know, I figured, okay, well, Priest was working. I'm, enjoy I'm enjoying it. And that's kind of the most important thing as far as the Legend climb this month. Given that, you know, we're still a month away from the expansion. Decks really haven't changed. May as well play what I like. And, and what I like happened to be really good into the Shamans and warriors mostly that we were seeing on ladder i was expecting to see a lot more mirrors than i did um i saw maybe one or two priests the whole way up from diamond four um and and one of the ones was a rally priest so that barely counts um but you know so i was i was set up for the mirror but never really saw it as much as i thought i would uh, which is fine right like i um you know and and it kind of goes to the reasons that these nerfs are happening are mostly for top legend and mostly for feel, right? Like at top legend, again, we've talked about this. Priest is a legitimate issue. Um, it's it's twenty to thirty percent of the games up at top legend. Everywhere else, it's not, because you need a fair amount of skill and a fair amount of knowledge to to run the deck. And priest is also generally much better in a tight meta where you know what you're going to be playing against, which is generally what top legend is. Um, when you're having to play against a bunch of random stuff. At lower ranks, Priest is not generally as good because you're trying to line up your answers and you have specific text for what you're expecting to see and sometimes getting running into something unexpected will throw you off of that. So, 
you know, whatever. But I, I was happy to get there. It felt good to get there with Priest again. Um, it's been a little bit too long. Um, but, you know, that, enough about me. We have, we have a nurse to talk about, and, and I have to wrap this up <laughs> pretty quickly to be able to get to work after this. So um, so we got two changes to Priest cards and one change to Druid cards. Let's, let's handle Druid first, just because it's going to take less time. Um, Gibberling's going for one mana to two mana. Um, it, that's just really just to bring the power level of Token Druid down a little bit. It's it, sometimes those games are non-games when you get a Gibberling start on one. It's it's been like this. It's probably been too good for too long. Um, but Token Druid has never really been a, a viable option. And one of the things that's keeping Token Druid from being as powerful as it is is Control Priest. So if you're nerfing Control Priest, you're um, and you're not touching Token Druid, then you're allowing for the possibility of Token Druid just kind of running rampant over the ladder. So I understand this change. You're still running Gibberling in that deck. It's probably not changing the deck at all. It's just going to make that that those openings a little bit more fair, right? Like, you're you're not going to get blown out on one and then not have an answer for it because they can just go, you know, Gibberling, Coin, um, you know, Adorable, Lightning Bloom, Power of the Wild, or whatever, and then it's like, okay, well, good game, right? So at least that's, that's not going to happen, at least until turn two. And you you will generally have at least some more access to removal, or at least like minions or whatever, um, to be able to start answering that. Um, so, you know, I think it's a good change. I, I think it's kind of overdue. Because Gibberling is just one of those cards that really feels bad when you play into it. Um, but, you know, it's I don't think it's going to change that deck that much. I, I, people are calling Gibberling dead, or you're taking Gibberling out of Token Druid. You're not taking, you're not taking t Gibberling out of Token Druid. That's one of the only ways you have of building a scary board before turn five and if you're waiting until turn five to start playing your game you're going to lose to a lot of things like elemental shaman can kill you by turn five um it's it, it happens i've done it right so um there's no way you're cutting gibberling from the deck but it's just going to make it a little bit more fair and it's going to make it so you have a little bit less mana available when you do choose to play it but that's the, the the less interesting of these nerfs. And and I think what everybody was hoping to see, well, most people were hoping to see and some people were dreading to see are these changes to Priest. So Apotheosis is going from uh, give, a man, give a minion plus two plus three in lifesteal to give a minion plus one plus two in lifesteal. I, I, this is a significant change. Um, I think that the, the card at, still does what it needs to as designed. Like you're not really playing Apotheosis for the buffs, right? You're playing Apotheosis for the lifesteal. The buff is nice, right? But you're generally playing Apotheosis for the lifesteal. You're like before Samuro, the the idea was you slap it on a big minion and you use that minion's attack, buff it a little bit, and then heal off of it. <clears throat> and that that's that's going to be the play pattern going forward. Um, that's it's still very good at that. I still you know use it for that more often than I do the Samuro combo. Um, it just so happened that the, that printing Samuro turned that into a three damage AOE that also healed you for that, that had lifesteal. So that is going to get a lot worse, right? You're cutting a third off of the healing and you're also going to clear a lot less. Like the break point between two and three, especially at the point where you're bringing, where you're putting Samuro out because you're doing this like turn, let, realistically turn six with palm reading usually. By that point, like, three three damage isn't always enough to clear, and two damage probably isn't going to be, right? Like, if you think about, like, how often 
Holy Nova or Condemn is like a full clear. It's not that often. But three damage will do a fair amount. <clears throat> and um, so, and it's also going to cut the healing down significantly. So if you think of like an average board, it's going to have four minions on it that you're going to play this on, right? Prior to the nerf, that would be 15 damage because you get the three damage from the Samuro attack plus the four, the, the three damage hitting each one of the four minions. That's going down to 10. That's a big difference. You know, going from 12 to um, <clears throat> to 8 is a big difference. So, really, this is going to be a fairly significant change in terms of how much you're going to get healing. And I think it might be enough to get Samuro to fall out of the list. If Samuro falls out of the list, Apotheosis probably falls out of the list. Because you. this is a, a later game card if you're not using Apotheosis. If you're not using Samuro, right? This is a card that will help you stabilize in the late game. You might discover it, but you, you're you going to need more tools to be able to stabilize against aggressive decks. And I don't know that this does it for you. Especially because the minions that you would play this on early are not going to be big, so the heal is going to be less, right? So, like, you have other ways to heal and, and other ways... And generally, the, the minion buff is kind of optimistic against those kinds of decks because they're going to remove everything anyway. So I think this might be enough to get Apotheosis to fall out of the list. Because um, you can still generate it. It'll be fine when you generate it. But I don't think it's going to be good enough to actually play, you know, in the deck. But that's not even the most significant change because Renew is going from one mana to two. And, and Renew going to two mana is a, a really big deal. Like, one mana to two mana is a ton. Because you're talking about, first of all, regardless, you're talking about being able to fit it in when you're floating a mana to having to spend the same mana you would spend on a hero power, right? And this is now one health more than a hero power for one more mana. But you get Discover a Spell, right? You've always been playing this for Discover a Spell. The healing is nice, right? But And, and some people are saying, well, we should have made it for restore four health. No, you should absolutely not. No way. Like... This card was too good, right? Both Apotheosis and, and Renew have been in every Priest deck since um, since last year's rotation. These were printed in Ashes of Outland. They have been in every Priest deck since Ashes of Outland. Um, Apotheosis sometimes would fall in and out. Renew has been in every single list. It's an auto-include. So I think that... And, and we kind of learned with First Day of School the lesson of what happens when you try to buff to account for a small mana change, it's not a good idea. Like, restoring four health changes the math for Zarella, right? Because Zarella now you can get you can get a four damage AoE on turn six instead of a two damage AoE on turn six with the hero power. Or a, or a three damage AoE on turn five now, right? Like, and that's a big break point. So I don't think that you, I don't think you need to to buff this up to account for it. It was overpowered to begin with. This is making it more fairly costed. Um, the problem is, this is coming out of the Wandmaker pool because it's going to two mana. And that's the big deal about this change. It's not even so much that it's going to cost more. It's that... You're not going to get it offered from, from Wandmaker. Wandmaker has five spells in the pool right now. It's Renew, Focused Will, um, Wave of Apathy, Holy Smite, and Draconic Studies. Those are the spells, right? So you have a 20% chance of getting Renew pre-nerf. 
and that's going away and that and that's i think where a lot of the generation is because you get into this cycle right where you and this doesn't happen all the time but this happens enough and i've seen it happen enough where um wand maker gives you renew renew offers you raise dead raise dead gives you back the wand maker or the scorpid right so then and then you kind of start the cycle over again and then you get a renew the renew gives you raise dead you get more so you can kind of go in the cycle and you're generating other stuff as long, along the way because you're getting extra stuff out of raise dead right that's kind of where the flywheel starts that's not happening anymore um you can still get renew out of scorpid you can't get it out of wandmaker so the value of wandmaker yes it's going down to a four spell pool yes those spells are decent i still don't think you run wandmaker you're, you're running Wandmaker because it would give you extra copies of two cards you would run in your deck. That's down to one. And Draconic Studies is usually not saving you. Like, Draconic Studies is not going to be good enough, I don't think. To I mean, it's a great card, don't get me wrong. But I don't think it's good enough to justify running Wandmaker just to get extra copies of it. And the other ones are the cards that you could just run in your deck anyway. Like, I think that we might go to Cabal, Cabal lists, in which case you'd run Wave. But I don't think you need Wandmaker in that necessarily. You might just run Holy Smites. I've been running those in my lists. But do you need extra Holy Smites? Holy Smites a low roll off of Wandmaker, generally. Um, Focused Will is good in very specific matchups, but not all the time. Right. So that so there's like two low rolls, uh, an eh, and a good card, as opposed to two really good cards and eh, and two low rolls. Right. It just changes the odds of what you're going to get off of Wandmaker. And I don't think that you can really afford to, because you're going to have so much less generation, because you're not going to be getting that many extra renews, then you're going to need to run more things in the deck to um, to be able to generate removal, right? Like you, Or, or just like not even generate removal, like removal in general. You might need to run Smite and Condemn. You might need to run Devouring Plague. You might go back to like Devouring Plague and, and Flesh Giants, right? That's that's definitely a thing that that we might go to. Um, I'm still kind of tinkering with some lists and trying to figure it out. I mean, it looks like you almost have like five free slots to play with. Nameless One is a card I think we should be playing a lot. Uh, that's in my list right now. It's really really good. Um, Serena Bloodfeather is a card that seems seemed to be pretty good when we've been able to fit it into lists um but that hasn't been often but that might be something to to play around with also especially again with with decks that are buffing like like shaman is and like like warrior is um so i think there's some room there but i think that the the you know the ability to kind of find a an answer on demand is going to be significantly less and you're going to have to have those cards in your deck to begin with and that'll make priest feel more fair at least you, I don't think it's going to make that much of a difference playing against Priest, because I think that the lists are going to vary quite a bit, and I think you're still not necessarily going to be able to play around anything, because you're not going to know what they're playing, but at least you can you can play around there not being more than two copies more often than not. Um, I, I, But I don't think this kills Priest at all. I think that you probably still run Renew. I think it's still good enough. And um, you're going to need to be able to generate answers anyway. And... Um, I think it's fair at, at two mana, and I think that you can find another enough other pieces to kind of cobble together. Um, and and if not, the entire ladder is not gunning for priest like it has been, then you can probably change the list to account for that and be able to um, 
be able to build a list that would be competitive. I'm, I'm pretty optimistic, actually. I think these lists, these, these nerfs are a big deal, but I don't think it kills Priest. It just changes it. I don't think we're going to run the list that we're running. We might cut the, the um, South Sea Scoundrels uh, from the list. Those might not stay in. Um, you know, there, there are things that, that can happen there. But I'm pretty sure that Wandmakers come out, Apotheosis comes out, and, and uh, Samuro comes out. So that's five free slots. We can do a lot with those five free slots. Um, as far as what you should be playing for the rest of the month if you want to climb, I would say Rush Warrior. Rush Warrior was the one deck that was really uh, held down by Priest, where, where Priest was prevalent. And Rush Warrior really does not have very many other bad matchups. It's like Clown Druid and Mally Owl Druid, I think. And that, that's basically it. Um, so, like, Priest and, and Warlock, which is not a deck, were the, the big counters to Rush Warrior. And um, I think that that is something that you should absolutely be looking at um, if you want to climb. Uh, Elemental Shaman's good, too. I mean, Elemental Shaman had a good, had a good matchup against Priest. Um, its bad matchup is into Rush Warrior. Um, so if you're seeing a lot more Rush Warrior, then Elemental Shaman might take a step back as well. Um, th those that, but Rush Warrior would be my recommendation, especially the new version with watch posts. Um, I'll see if I can post a link in the in the show notes to that. Um, that would be my recommendation to climb with if you're looking to climb. It's a very good deck anyway, and it's something that um, that was it, Priest was easily the worst matchup, and it felt bad. So if you're good at Rush Warrior or you can get good at Rush Warrior, I think that's pretty good to climb with. Um, yeah. So that's it. I think that I, I don't think this is backbreaking for Priest. I think that especially with whatever we're going to get in the next set, I think it was kind of time to do this ahead of ahead of the um, the expansion release, because if we did um, end up with another meta where Priest was just, you know, if Priest got even better and was just overpowered, then I don't even want to know. I don't even want to think about that, what that would be like. Um, just I, I feel enough like I'm, I was raised a Yankee fan. I adopted the Patriots when I started following football when I moved up to Boston. I don't follow them anymore because I don't follow the NFL anymore. Um, but, like, being a priest man in the last, like, month or so has felt like being a Patriots fan around the Spygate era. <laughs> so, uh, or a Yankees fan, basically ever. Um, I'm not a Yankees fan anymore either, by the way. I, I'm, I adopted the Red Sox when I moved up here. Not that I follow baseball that much either. Um, anyway, so... Uh, you know, that would be my recommendation. Look at Rush Warrior. Um, I'll probably be messing around with Priest on stream. Um, you can, uh, in the meantime, you can find the links for the show and every show at offcurve.com. You can uh, follow the, the Twitter account at offcurve to, um, to get notifications when new episodes go live. I also have offcurve.com slash masters tour, which is the masters tour statistics, masters tour qualifier statistics and masters tour statistics. Um, so if you're playing in qualifiers, especially this weekend, I'll, Tableau has been kind of a pain, but I'm going to try to update that a little bit more than often than usual, because this is going to be kind of a volatile weekend. <clears throat> and, um, you can catch me streaming. I stream, uh, Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash wickedgoodfm, or you can just go to twitch.offcurve.com and that'll get you there too. Um, discord.offcurve.com is, uh, for the discord, which has got a lot of wonderful and smart and knowledgeable people who are welcoming and kind and good. So come hang out with us. We would love to have you. And that's about it. So um, good luck following the nerfs. Um, enjoy the reveal season. Uh, the The card reveal with Mad at Arms will likely be uh, the weekend of the 31st. Uh, usually we do those at 10 a.m. on Eastern on the Saturday and Sunday. 
Um, but keep an eye on my Twitter or in the Discord. I will have announcements there. So thank you very much for listening. Um, good luck, you know, climbing the rest of the month and uh, be good to each other. We'll talk soon. Have a good one.